Hello and welcome to the Bad Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob. On today's episode, we're going to take a look at Series 1, Episode 6, Dalek. So that's right, we're back again for another episode, another review of a Series 1 episode, and it is indeed Dalek. So before we get into my review, I will give uh, just a little bit more information on the episode itself. So it was broadcast on BBC One on the 30th of April 2005. This is the first appearance of the Daleks in the revival of Doctor Who. Um, I believe the last appearance uh, was Remembrance of the Daleks, which was a seventh Doctor story, unless you count their very brief appearance in Doctor Who the movie, which I'm not sure a lot of people do because um, that is a really really terrible appearance of the Daleks, uh, especially in my opinion anyway. But yeah, they're back in the new series in this particular episode, and they've had a bit of a redesign um, compared to what they were in the classic series. And it's obviously a massive improvement. It's the Dalek design that we've all come to know, um, the gold and bronze um, design, which is the definitive Dalek design, I would say now. Um, so yeah, we get introduced to them in this episode. So usually the format of the podcast would go with a plot synopsis, a, uh, a plot breakdown, and then a character breakdown, and then I'd give my thoughts on the episode. But this week I'm going to try something a little bit different. I'm just going to give my thoughts on the episode in general. I'm just going to talk about the episode and see where it goes. Um, rather than a really rigid, structured format, I don't want that format to get too stale. I want the podcast to remain interesting and I'm just going to try and give my own thoughts on the episode. So I'm going to get straight into it. So with this particular episode, um, we have some references to classic Doctor Who, which is really nice to see. Of course, um, this particular episode takes the Doctor and Rose to a museum in Utah. Um, I believe it's in the year 2012. Uh, if I've got my information correct. So the TARDIS lands inside this museum and they're immediately made aware of all these alien artifacts in the museum. So they know it's obviously no ordinary museum. Now, one of the first things that they come across is a Slatheine arm, which is uh, quite interesting because obviously the previous episode dealt with the Slatheine, so we immediately get a call back to them in the following episode. We see a Cyberman head from the classic series. I am not too sure which particular um, which particular variant of Cyberman uh, this particular piece belongs to. Um, it's definitely one of the 80s uh, variations, I believe. Um, so either uh, Peter Davison or, or, or Colin Baker, one of the two. Um, but a really nice design on that Cyberman head that's behind this glass case in a museum. Um, so the Doctor and Rose don't spend very long in the museum before an alarm is triggered and um, sort of an intruder alert goes off and they are found by uh, security. So the security take them to meet uh, the man who is in charge of the museum, the man who owns all the alien artefacts. 
uh, a man called Henry Van Staten. Now, this is quite an interesting character because we find out um, a little bit into the episode that he is like this super rich, super rich man. Um, he is a collector of all things alien. So from around the world, he's tracked down different alien artifacts and collected them all into this museum. And it also turns out that he owns the Internet, which is uh, a bit of an interesting uh, sort of character detail there. So, yeah, he apparently owns the Internet as well. And it turns out he's got his, his greatest piece in his collection uh, kept away in the basement is something that he refers to as a metal tron. It's the only uh, living piece in his collection. So uh, the doctor is taken to have a look at this particular metal tron. And it turns out that Henry Van Staten is having this uh, this creature tortured in an aim to get it to speak. There's literally no interaction um, between this quote-unquote Metaltron and Henry Van Staten, and he just wants to communicate with it. And he's trying to do that through some pretty horrific methods. So the Doctor is taken to see the Metaltron, and of course we have a big reveal at this point that it is in fact a Dalek. So this leads to a really interesting scene because we get a little bit more of an insight into the Time War, which is obviously a huge part of the new series of Doctor Who. Um, it's referenced heavily and this particular event has had a huge impact on Doctor Who lore. Um, obviously, it's a war between the Daleks and the Doctor's race, the Time Lords. So the Time War has been and gone. Uh, the Doctor's homeworld, all of the Time Lords are dead, and supposedly the Daleks are too. But it turns out this one Dalek has somehow survived, and it's crashed to Earth uh, in the year 2012. It's obviously been recovered somehow by uh, Henry Van Staten's team, and it's been put into this museum in chains. Now, it's in a really terrible state uh, of disrepair really it's very heavily damaged its weapons are useless um it's really um you know in a in a wreck basically the doctor is really shocked to find out it's a dalek he initially sort of freaks out he panics um obviously the memories of the time war are very fresh at this point he is literally He's basically just come from the Time War uh, up to the point we're at now. So the memories of fighting the Daleks are very fresh for him and all the damage that the Daleks caused on Gallifrey. So the interaction that the Doctor has with the Dalek is really uh, interesting and it's really well written by Russell T. Davis. This is a really uh, gripping scene and a really cool interaction that the Doctor has with the Dalek. The Dalek speaks. Um, to the Doctor. It's the first person that the Dalek has communicated with and they sort of briefly discuss, uh, you know, that they're, they're both the last of their own, you know, respective species. And the Dalek sort of implies that uh, the Doctor is the same as itself, you know, the last of its kind. This triggers the Doctor in a way uh, and he starts to electrocute the Dalek. 
at this point, Henry Van Staten's team jump in uh, to stop the Doctor. And they find out that the Doctor himself is an alien. And the story gets quite wild from here. This is where all the action really starts to particularly kick off. Um, Rose uh, comes across a character called Adam. Now, Adam is working for Henry Van Staten. He is sort of uh, the guy who was in charge of cataloguing all of the alien artifacts that come into the museum. Now, while he's showing Rose around, um, she notices that she notices on this viewing screen that this Dalek is being tortured. She knows nothing about the Daleks, of course, at this point. So she tells Adam that she really wants to go down there and put a stop to it, basically. So he takes her to see the Dalek. He has clearance to do that. And it's at this point that the Dalek, in fact, interacts with Rose. And Rose, uh, in sympathy for the Dalek, touches it. And it's at this point that um, the danger is really dialed up to 10 because as soon as Rose touches the Dalek, it begins a process that uh, sort of starts to heal the Dalek in a way. It extrapolates some of Rose's DNA from her touch and it allows part of the Dalek to sort of regenerate itself and it manages to break free of its chains. This causes havoc. Uh, the entire base is sent into chaos. And most of the characters uh, start to go on the run because the Dalek is making its way out and it's starting to kill people. It manages to access um, a computer and it downloads the entire internet. So it becomes you know, extremely intelligent. It knows everything to, there is to know, you know, about um, about Earth. And through the internet, he sort of manages to fully restore um, his body. This is a sort of strange concept. It's not really explained exactly how that works, but you kind of just have to go with it. Um, it's not uh, the best written aspect of this particular episode because it's not really fully explained how exactly the Dalek manages to heal itself. But it's at this point, once the Dalek is back up to full capacity, that it really starts to go through the base and it's killing everyone in sight. And this is a this is quite an interesting choice um, that the writers made for this particular episode. Um, the Dalek really is quite brutal in this particular episode. And... Um, it's interesting to see that. It's interesting to see a modern take on that for the first time. Obviously, in the classic series, the Daleks were threatening to a point, but the effects weren't the best, um, as most people are aware with classic Doctor Who. So the element of threat was there, but it wasn't really particularly effective. Whereas with the updated effects in the new series and the amazing way that it's been directed, you actually get a, a real sense of threat with the Dalek. Um, so it allows a, a certain level of tension to be built up, really, um, because it's quite unpredictable. You don't know what it's going to do next. And I think this would be a really good episode for someone who has never seen a Dalek episode of Doctor Who before, who is perhaps completely new to the show. This would be a fantastic introduction to this villain. Of course, the most iconic Doctor Who villain of all time. 
it's a really really good introduction to the daleks and it's just a really good depiction of a dalek uh you know in general um because that is what the daleks are they just view themselves as the most superior being in the universe and everything else needs to just be cleansed and wiped out and that is the mission that this dalek immediately sets out on it's going to um, attempt to contact the Dalek fleet, which it believes is still out there, to receive its orders. But until then, it's just going to go through this museum and this base, just killing everything in sight. So uh, as the story sort of develops and the Dalek is making its way through the base, it's trying to make its way to Henry Van Staten. Of course, it wants to kill him. Um, Henry has been keeping this Dalek chained up and torturing it for quite some time. But uh, an unusual element about the Dalek is, is noticed. It, it sort of takes Rose hostage as it works its way through the base. And Rose begins to convince the Dalek that it doesn't have to kill. And the Dalek actually starts to have second thoughts. And this is particularly shown in the scene where the Dalek eventually makes its way to Henry Van Staten. So it's about to kill him. It's literally at the point of saying exterminate. And that's when Rose jumps in and tells the Dalek to stop. It doesn't have to kill him. And the Dalek has second thoughts which is completely unprecedented for a Dalek. Their only function and motive is to kill. And this takes the Doctor by surprise too. He knows that there is something off with this particular Dalek. This leads to sort of the end of the episode in a way. The, the episode starts to wrap up with uh, the Dalek uh, and, and Rose... Um, sort of head off into a different direction the dalek goes into this sort of open warehouse location and it breaks apart the ceiling it fires its ray at the ceiling and opens its casing and it explains that it wants to feel the sunlight and we notice we see for the first time the new series interpretation of a Dalek mutant within the casing, which is really cool to see. This is a really cool uh, sort of redesign of the Dalek mutant um, that, of course, became famous in the classic series. It's been updated with uh, better effects. I believe uh, it is actually a practical model that was used inside the Dalek, and it looks really effective. It still holds up to this day. Um, but that is generally the case with practical effects. Um, more often than not, they really hold up over time. And yeah, we kind of get to this point where the Doctor comes into the room with this gun. He is ready to kill the Dalek. And Rose stops him and basically tells him that if you do that, you're no different to the Dalek. You really are no different. And it's at this point that we get a... A glimpse into the mindset of the doctor because he sort of reverts back to the mindset that he would have had in the time war he is still uh, drawn to be quite violent towards the daleks um which is obviously something that he had to deal with for a long time during the time war it's believed that this went on for some time so he was obviously in that sort of warrior soldier mindset for a really long time and the time war is still fresh for him 
so that's why he is inclined to be, you know, violent towards this Dalek. But Rose manages to convince him otherwise and tells him that the Dalek is changing, um, that, it, you know, decided not to kill Van Staten and that it's changing into something else. But the Doctor explains that in the Dalek's eyes, this isn't a good thing. Um, in a way, it's like the Dalek is diseased. And it turns out the reason the Dalek is changing is because it took more from Rose's DNA than just that. It sort of took an element of humanity as well. So it starts to change the Dalek's mindset. And it's at this point that the Dalek really begins to think that it's sick um, and that you know, he, he can't survive any longer um, because he's become corrupted by these, you know, these thoughts that are too human-like. So he orders Rose um, to order his destruction. He orders Rose uh, to order him to kill himself. And reluctantly, Rose does that, you know, after the doctor convinces her that this is truly what the Dalek wants, because in its eyes, it's it's ill, it's diseased. So we see the Dalek uh, sort of fly up into the air. It creates a force field around itself and sort of implodes and the Dalek is destroyed. So it's quite an emotional scene, really. Uh, the particular episode, uh, the particular scene where uh, the Dalek destroys itself. It's really interesting how the writers have managed to make you feel sympathy for a Dalek, which is, you know, the Doctor's greatest villain. Um, but again, it's really well written. The way the story develops and how the Dalek changes throughout the episode is really interesting to watch. It's a really good performance from Billy Piper in this particular episode. Um, she does a, a really good job Um you know, showing sympathy for the Dalek and sort of convincing the Doctor that um, he doesn't have to be violent towards the Daleks. And um, we see a sort of change in the Doctor as well. Um, we see that he does have a dark side, but, um, you know, the, at the core of the Doctor, he is a good person. So towards the end of the episode, we see the Doctor and Rose are about to leave and... We see the character of Adam, uh, the guy who's been cataloguing all of these alien artifacts. He speaks to the Doctor and Rose and basically tells them that, you know, they're filling up the museum with concrete. Van Staten is being taken away. He's been uh, sort of arrested and thrown out of his own company uh, for torturing this Dalek and all the various other terrible things that this guy has done. And Rose sort of encourages Adam to join the Doctor and herself in the TARDIS. Reluctantly, the Doctor allows this, and Adam heads off into the TARDIS with them both. This is a decision that I've never been particularly happy with, uh, with regards to the writing, because I really don't like the character of Adam at all. I think he's a really annoying character and unfortunately he is in the next episode, but then his character is written out, thankfully. Um, but yeah, that's just one of the small nitpicks that I have with this episode. So if 
I had to sum up my thoughts regarding the episode, really. Um, I would say that it's a really strong episode. It's the first look that we get into the Daleks in the revival of the show, and it helps to establish them as a threat once again, um, which I think was something that was sort of lost a little bit in the classic series. They were used a heck of a lot back in the day. Um, obviously, they were a really popular character, and it just really rejuvenated the... Uh, the characters and allowed them to re-enter the show in a really effective and uh, a really brilliant way. They have a brand new design, um, brand new voice, which is obviously a a really great uh, interpretation of the Dalek voice by uh, Nicholas Briggs. That's it. I forgot his name for a second there. Yes, Nicholas Briggs, who has voiced the Dalek since the revival right up until now. He does a really good job. Christopher Eccleston is really good in the episode once again, showing that dark side of the Doctor, but then showing that he has changed and that um, he's not the same man he was during the Time War. This is really cool character development for the Ninth Doctor, and it really helps to flesh out his character a bit more. The effects in the episode are really good. Um, I think the CGI still holds up well. This feels like potentially a slightly more... Uh, a slightly higher budget episode than the average one from series one. Um, I think they put a bit more money into this one. It was cool to get throwbacks to the classic series as well. That was really cool to see. And overall, I think this episode has a lot of rewatchability. It's been really well written. It's really well directed once again. Um, yeah, some fantastic writing from Robert Shearman in this particular episode. He also went on to write it in a book form, um, of course, for the Doctor Who Target selection. I haven't actually read that novel yet, but I do have it in my collection, and I'm sure that fleshes out the story even more. So it's going to be cool to read that. But overall, I'm going to rate this episode a four and a half out of five. I can't quite rate it a five because the character of Adam is a little bit too prominent for my taste and I really don't like the character at all. But that is the only nitpick that I have with this story and with this episode. Um, overall, it's an episode that I really enjoy and it is one that I go back to a lot. So... Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed, please remember to link off to the socials on Instagram and Twitter at the Bad Wolf Pod. I will be back next week with another episode where I will be reviewing series one, episode six, The Long Game. So until next Sunday, thank you very much for listening. Bye bye.